Hey, SoundCloud listeners, this is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by going to RadioTFI.com. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a payphone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus. Yeah? And change your behaviour so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behaviour so you won't get it. Think about changing your behaviour so you don't give it to somebody else. Thank you there, Professor Medley. Thank you, Gerald. And thank you for joining us here on this Monday, September 7th of 2020. It is Labor Day. Well, now it's Labor Night, I guess you could call it. (sighs) This is the Taxi Stand Hour once again. I hope you didn't miss us too much on Saturday. But if you did, hey, we're back. We promise we're not going anywhere for a while here. So, uh, well, well, at 10 just o'clock, buckle we're... up and enjoy the ride. Uh, by the way, there, uh, you want to say something there, Ed? Because I cannot hear you. John cannot hear me. I don't understand why. And hear a word you're saying. Oh, how about that now, John? But meanwhile, John, yeah, how about, how about that? that? From yeah. the Northern Command Studio in. <laughs> Egan, Minnesota. I'm John Shannon, and this deaf mute here on the other side of the uh, aisle there from Queens, New York. It is in the, excuse me, how dare I forget this, in the Radio TFI executive palatial tower. Tower It is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good evening, sir. Good evening, kids and kittens. We trust you had a fine weekend. A wonderful holiday. It was everything you needed it to be. You rested. You relaxed. You resuscitated. You you uh, rebounded. You re-whatever you needed to do. Hopefully, we're able to give you a little music there over the weekend. Uh, by the way, John, we're going to talk about the, the music marathon. Uh, somebody's getting fired. Somebody's getting fired. We'll get into that. But uh, once again, good okay. evening. Settle in. And... Uh, uh, Hashtag big time professional radio. Boy, oh boy. Well, that's that's what you uh, you realize that was what the conference that uh, baby Oliver Oliver and I had was all about to begin with. Let me tell you, kids and kittens, I we have an auto DJ, okay. And when we're not on the air, it fills in the blanks with music. Uh, usually it's just random. We just throw it all in a pot and it just picks it out at random. Well, for this weekend, of course, we set it up so everything was played alphabetically. Uh, apparently, our version of alphabetical and the auto DJ's version of alphabetical are two very different things. Not to mention <laughs> the fact that uh, 
there was a chunk. We lost sometime Saturday night, and I was checking in on it on a regular basis. Sometime overnight, we lost two hours of uh, of music. I don't know how. It just clearly did not play or just skipped over it or I don't know. So I've spent the last two days just trying to keep it up to pace. And now the last hour I did live, I did, uh, I was playing the tunes because again, it was right up to the very end, right up to the very last couple of songs that the auto DJ played. It was just picking them out at random and instead of going alphabetical, but you know, mm-hmm. we hope you enjoyed what was there and the fact that there were now there were a few more repeats than were intended to be because that's what the system did. <laughs> Sure, blame it on the computer. There's mm. one there's one for sure double that played back to back without question. It's there, and the offer for the hat holds true. The other one for the uh uh, uh the song that you've heard, the thirty second or one minute version of, but the full version is eight minutes and change, and I still don't have it in front of me. You know the song. If I play a little bit of it, you'll know what it was. Mm-hmm. That offer still holds because that was before all the, all the silliness. So okay, so if you got any of that info, information, uh, let us know. Call us. Oh, speaking of calling, I was so wrapped up in the, uh, in the music minithon. You forgot to plug in the phone. I forgot to plug in the phone. Here, let me take off my shoe. I'm using the Maxwell Smart version. Uh, well, when he gets that all hooked up, it's seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. If you want to join in on the conversation, got to tell you, for the most part, I took this weekend off as far as being a provocateur, if you will, and uh, trying to. I uh, here and there, I got in a few bonnets, you know. Oh, oh, I know. I uh, was it last night. Uh, there was a stretch there. I had to I had to turn off the sound on my phone because you were just plowing <laughs> stuff out. I mean, jumping Jiminy, uh, it was it, it was just all over the place, and uh, I just had to stop. Should you should have had Facebook going? Is all I can tell you. Oh no, that's not going to happen. That's You're, not going to uh, happen. Doesn't matter. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> Keep it to yourself. We don't do face plant. We're, uh, uh, okay. That's taken care of. The phone is Good. active now. The phone is. So uh, I got to ask you, of course, for those sure. who are watching the video feed on this, uh, oh. my old buddy now has a beige background here behind him, beige or off white or whatever it is. So in, inquiring minds want to know. Okay. Here's what, what happened. happened. Here's what happened. Uh, he didn't feel like putting a green screen up today. Oh, I see. That's all that is. That's, I just didn't feel like putting up. Actually, I felt it was too dark, and until I can get that up and running the way I wanted to, we're uh, we're probably going to leave it be for now. Uh, I thought that looked pretty sharp. I got to tell I thought, you, I thought it felt too dark. It was just too dark. Well, uh, could have been know. where you were. But, I'm, sitting, uh, I'm sitting in the room. I know how much light is here. Maybe Saturday I'll see if because there'll be more more light. But uh, okay, 
but other than that, we had a very quiet weekend here on this end. Um, I was out on the bike a couple of days. I didn't go out today. Uh, it was nice out today, but I had to make sure that the uh, sputtering old machine here kept running. Uh, maybe we should stop using 8-track tapes for this music. What do you think? Yeah, well, you know, that's... I draw the line at 78s, though. <laughs> so, yesterday, I was out pedaling around, and I was going to cross the bridge, which I've done a number of times now. Uh, so, I did my for, usual... For everybody that doesn't know what bridge you were crossing... Uh, the Queensboro Bridge... Okay. It, it goes from Queens to Manhattan. Uh, and I started making my way over there. There's a park I stop at, which is just under the bridge. And from there, there's a there's a dedicated bike path to get to the bridge. You see no cars whatsoever. Uh, and I was looking up at the bridge. I take a little break in this park. And I'm looking up at the bridge, and I can see the bicycle pedestrian lane. And I'm not seeing a lot of people from what i can see but i just had a i had a something in my gut was just i had i started getting a bad feeling so i start once i got going i started heading that way and just as i got to where i would turn right to get on the bridge it thought i said you know what i've learned my lesson how many times over the years did my gut tell me not to do something and i did it anyway and I wound up paying the price for it. So I okay. just, I took a new route home. I followed this bike pathway for a while, which was kind of nice. And uh, so I took a, I took a different route home than I had been doing. But something just said, get home, get off the bike. And, you know, uh, I've listened to my body. I, I listen to my body now. It saved my life. Literally <laughs> saved my life. So, uh it says don't do it, don't do it. And it said don't go out on the bike again today. So I, I I just had a just a feeling, just a feeling that just just not. Are you feel? Are you okay? Or I'm fine. It's just like you know, you get a gut feeling. Well, maybe I shouldn't make this turn. Maybe I shouldn't go down this street. Maybe I shouldn't talk to this person. You know, just one of those kind of feelings. Like you get that bad juju, that bad omen. Just something is telling you. Again, I go back to, you know, look, something told me to go to the hospital when I couldn't sleep. Who goes to the hospital when they can't sleep? This guy. And that's why I'm sitting here uh, talking today. So I I listen. And plus, you know, enough things over the years in the cab, you know, you, you, you're, you're well, picking you, you up. You develop a spider sense, that's for sure. That's, that's basically it. It's my spidey sense was tingling, tingling. And again, I, I've been too much... I've, I've been through too much, uh, both personally and in the cab, to to disregard it. Because I've right. paid, paid the price for disregarding it. I've paid the price numerous times. And, uh, you know, it's just not worth it. So so yeah, there you go. I, so today was totally spent, agree. So today was spent minding the 8-track tape player here at uh, the Executive Tower. <laughs> also, you'd be happy to know, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and kittens, uh, we've just just about got the new logo worked up for John and Ed versus the Spread, which returns triumphantly this Saturday. By the way, it's a oh whole 
It's a whole new thing now. And uh, you're going to see there's going to there's be more strategy to it now, John. You want to talk the about The only it? strategy is going to be on this thing is that I'm going to whoop your candy ass and you're going to sit there and like it. Well, perhaps. That's the, that's the only strategy there's going to be. Well, well, the rules have changed a little bit. Yeah? Well, the rules have changed. Would you like to know the new rules? We can go over them. Well, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Now, like always, we're going to pick three games, okay? Some weeks, you know, Thanksgiving week, we'll pick a, an extra set of games. for, And the last week of the season, we'll pick all the games. But every week, you will have two options at play. And by the way, we're not going wins and losses, just points. You get one point for a win. Hang tight. Now, you will have an option once a week. They go for the two-point conversion. That means you pick a favorite, and uh, the points will double. In other words, if it's if they're a ten-point favorite, you uh, it's you're giving up twenty points. But if you win, you get two points for the win. And uh, and there's a minimum. I think it's seven and a half points. So if the okay. favorite if the favorite is two points, and then there's the three point conversion. Same thing. But you get you get three points, but you have to triple the line with a minimum of twenty and a half points. But you get three points. You can theoretically pick up six points a week. Theoretically. And it puts a little strategy okay. in there. Okay. You know, it's, uh, we'll, we'll go over it deeply on Saturday. And, uh, you'll, after week two, you'll want to switch because I'll be up on you by about eight points here. And, oh, I'm, 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 I, I'm, I'm, uh, putting loopholes in that will be triggered at various times of the season. Oh, Fear I'm not. sure. Fear not. Fear not. We uh we we have uh we have the new 2020 uh sippy cup Gilchrist Memorial sippy cup. I didn't it's, get the 2019 one I, for Christ's sake. You got to speak to Lewis DeJoy about that in the postal service. I can't help you with that. Oh my God! Uh, we we sent you the receipt and the tracking number. You're uh you're on your own with that. Mm. But it, but anyway, the 2020 cup is here in in the tower. It's hey. uh, although nobody can touch it because we think it's got COVID. So, Jesus. <laughs> and currently, currently it's full of liberal tears. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, actually, it's filled with water from Lake Travis. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. <laughs> but yes, yes, the, uh, the sippy cup is in. We're going to have... Uh, John and Ed versus the spread is going to have its own page on the website, radiotfi.com. So folks can keep track and John can keep track and I can fudge when I have to. I mean, I can keep I track. Be, and... <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah uh, it's, it's going I'll to be, be here calling out the BS, my friends. I'll oh, tell you. You'll, uh, you're going you're gonna to love this because now there's strategy involved. There's strategy. There was strategy involved before, and I still whooped the uh, candy ass. Yeah, so. uh, you didn't whoop me. You cheated. I won. I, I, I oh, okay. 
cheated. You know, you sound just like you sound just like Donald Trump in November when Biden kicks his ass. He cheated. He cheated. There's no way. I'm well too. I, I'm loved too well. They love me too There's much. There's no way. They love me too much. <laughs> what can I tell you? It's uh, life. Is, life is full of little tragedies. And uh, there's something I want to bring up. I was looking at, uh, speaking of Lake Travis, uh, let me get to this because I thought it was... Sit right down here, hear a tale, tale of a fateful trip. (laughs) So there's a picture of a woman on a boat. Uh, she's wearing a one-piece bathing suit with Trump's mug on it. Okay, and and what the part 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 of the caption says: Moments before a boat sinks, a Trump supporter cheers and celebrates, and she's got her arm up in the air and she's whooping it up. At the bottom, the little deeper explanation reads, and I quote: It's even more ironic when you find out it was because the bigger, richer boats sped by the smaller, poorer boats and created waves that sunk the smaller boats. Once again, the poor want to gain class solidarity with the rich who don't give a shit about them and never did. That's right. That's apparently what happened there in, 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 in Lake Travis is that it was all these big big boats steaming by, which and created basically waves. swapped the little boat. Right. And there was that one boat that was showing a video all over the... Uh, they weren't even part of it. Little Little speedboat. They weren't even part of that thing. They just got caught up in it. That's it. You actually see it sinking, and there's about four or five people on it, yelling "Help! Help! Help!" And nobody comes to help them. There was one yellow boat kind of finally made its way over, but those nobody nobody with a Trump flag made a move, made a move. So you know what? Hey, have at it, kids and kittens. Let's you know. uh, let's go ahead and say this now because you know somebody's eventually going to come out and say oh you're laughing at tragedy and blah nobody, blah blah nobody got hurt nobody got killed yeah exactly we wouldn't be really even covering this I don't believe if, it was if a anybody would have gotten hurt in this uh, uh, or we'd have definitely been covering if we did we'd have covered it a whole lot different absolutely now, so, apparently there was these uh, Trump boat parades were all over the country I know that there was one here uh, the St. Croix River, which divides Minnesota and Wisconsin. Right. That seems it seems to be a thing now. They're having these boat par- uh, boat boat parades, and uh, but here's here's what you got doing. Okay, here's what you're showing people, like that caption said. You know, this is just the small little people trying to be uh, thinking they're the same as the richer people, and they're not. And the rich people don't care about them anyway. Well. Yeah, that's that's kind of how this whole thing is going too, and it, it's funny. I saw a uh, I saw a, a political cartoon um, here a couple of days ago with a uh, man and a woman, yeehaw, and you know Trump, you know Trump supporters, you know MAGA hats and and rifles and blah blah blah, and and he said, you know, the caption said. And then on the other side, excuse me, on the other side, there was a group of of people you would ca- uh, call on the you know on the left, the protesters, BLM, and and what have you. And the caption says, "Well, he doesn't uh, care about you." 
over at the protesters. And he turns around over to the the to the uh, maggots. He doesn't care about you people either. Go figure. And there's nothing could be any more true. The only person that Donald Trump cares about is Donald Trump. And this is what we what I've tried to convince uh, convey to people that have just completely bought this snow job from this from this man. It, it, it is complete lunacy how people think that Donald Trump just look at a little bit of his past. Just go back 10 years in his past. It's obvious as the day is long. He only cares about his little social circles. He doesn't, you know, yeah, if you've got money. Yeah, you know what? Even if you're a black person that's got money, he'll hang out with you for a little while. Or if you've got something that he can gain from you. Right, exactly. Uh, it reminds me of somebody I used to know who treated people like uh, Kleenex tissues. One use, once they were soiled up, oh, I don't need you anymore, and disposable. So, yeah, uh, yeah look, that's, uh, now we've got the suckers and losers thing this weekend that, that came out. Uh, right now... Uh, How true do you think that really is? Oh, I, I think his credibility, he has no credibility. Well... Let me put see, it, and he's dug his own grave when it comes to that. Let me put it this way. I find it extremely plausible. Now, yeah. now remember, this was the trip where uh, it was raining too hard. The weather was so bad, they couldn't fly him over to the, uh, the cemetery where they were going. Now, every other world leader made it there, and there's photographs of them. Uh, a couple of drops of rain. Uh, but Trump couldn't go, wasn't going to ride four hours in a car, couldn't go through Paris, he said. There was too much trouble. Well, everybody else went through Paris. Uh, and apparently, and I just found this out over the weekend, apparently he stole some fake art from from the French president. I, I'm really not certain about that story. But do I find it? do I find it plausible? It's very plausible. Remember, we have him on video referring to John McCain as a loser as you know well I don't like people who get captured well I don't like presidents who get impeached so there you go mm -hmm. you know uh, John McCain did five and a half years in a Vietnamese uh, prison camp Trump had five well, as, I, as I understood it he could have been uh, could have been out he could have been released and he, he chose not he decided to stay he chose because he was the uh, senior officer, I believe, is, is the way the story goes. And uh, so, you know, let my men go first. And, you know, uh, and apparently today or yesterday, Trump was going on about how uh, he let, he let, uh, he, he sent Air Force One, it was Air Force Two, but, you know, to go get the casket with the body. Well, that, you know, that's a big, you know, he allowed McCain's funeral to happen the way it did. That's a bunch of malarkey, if I ever heard it. And I'm starting to like that word, by the way. Hashtag malarkey. Uh, look, you say what you want. Maybe your politics with them was different. I don't disagree. With, you know, that's fine. But to, 
but a man who who dedicated I, i've we've had this conversation before john mccain was the ultimate american he gave his i'm not he gave his life in the service of his country i'm not saying he didn't have his faults i'm sure he did i don't know the man but he served congress he served the senate he served his nation he did fight look just the time you know in uh in the vietnamese prison camp that alone that alone because he suffered permanent physical damage from that he was never the sure same did and uh but just the same you can't how you go on you want to talk about his his uh you know his philosophies and uh his particular take on any topic sure you you know fire away fire away but please don't sit there and and anybody anybody who has worn the uniform of this country i don't agree with everything the armed services do no i don't but i'm also not going to disparage those that that are part of it and certainly have given their life just defense. following orders well uh, be that as a yeah but you give your life. That's the ultimate. There, There is no, you know, you're not going much more than that. And somebody that got deferred five times for bone spurs, police, police, bone spurs. But they couldn't do better than that. You, uh, you had to find a podiatrist in Queens that your father was rent, that was renting from your father. Oh, yeah, that's, that's filthy as all get out. But I do well, but it, he even he is even quoted as, as saying that there was no chance in hell he was going to go to Vietnam. Right, right. You know, and, and so for all we know, the whole bone spur, spurs uh, excuse was a bunch of malarkey too. Well, stop and look at it this way. Uh, five times bone spurs stopped him from going to Vietnam. Vietnam. Not once has it stopped him from going to a golf course. Oh, no. Now, uh, you got bone spurs. That's pain. That's got to be painful. It's got to be painful. And to walk around and, you know, I'm surprised he's not. You don't ever hear him mention it. I'm sure he, he writes that off to his strength of character. I can take the pain. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, hey, it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, I find it very plausible. And, um I've had I, plantar fasciitis, fasciitis in both feet at one point in time. Oh, in my life, that uh, I had. No, that. Yeah. I had that in What's one that? foot. I had that a, while, a couple of years ago. In one foot, though. One foot. Oh, that was miserable. Oh, that was miserable. There's nothing you can do. Oh, thank God that hasn't come back here. Uh, yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Oh. But I also found it interesting that uh, Sarah's, Sarah, Sarah, you know, I heart Huckabee's Huckabuck. Uh, there's a woman that's got less credibility than Trump because she lied for him. She's on record as having made stuff up. Uh, you know, she's got no place to talk, none whatsoever. Nobody in that administration has any room to talk about. Uh, anybody's uh, what they how much they lie or don't lie or you know the whole bunch of them needs to go to prison i i mean there's no uh there's no no questioning that i you know what i i, I this thing about you know 
they're suckers because they went to uh, Vietnam. Why would they do that? What the other thing he's a, he's apparently has said is what was in it for them. He doesn't if that's and again I find it plausible. He's not done anything in the past four or five years, let alone as long as I've been aware of him, to say anything that would make me believe he didn't say it. If you, yeah. tell, if you tell me Barack Obama or George W. Bush said that, I'd say, wait a second. That, I want some proof, yeah. Yeah, that seems a little, you know, right. uh, any Bush or any Republican for that matter, anybody for that matter would, would say that where they can be heard? No, I find that, and especially as you're president of the United States. Again, you're over 20,000 lies now. We, It's hard not to believe. It's hard not to believe. So, And, and the, um, the magazine where this story ran, now, as I understand it, these were uh, anonymous sources. The Atlantic Branded, is the, is the, the Atlantic. You know, the Atlantic is, to my knowledge, has always been credible in its reporting right. to, to, from what I've heard. I've never heard anybody complain about uh, any falsehoods from that particular magazine. I and could by, be wrong, but... No, and by the way, you know who also confirmed the story? Fox News. Fox News. They only had the... Oh, and he insisted that, the, he insisted that that particular reporter that confirmed it resign or be fired. Right. Everybody's a liar. Yeah, Every, Everybody's exactly. a liar. Uh, Let me give know, you something here from Facebook from uh, our friend Luke. Uh, he, he says, if you would have told me five or six years ago that I would hate Donald Trump more than anyone in my lifetime, I would have laughed. Man, I would have never, ever thought that I could dislike someone so much that being... Uh, excuse me, that he's being that he is the president of the United States makes it even weirder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's true, and and Luke is echoing my feelings. To me, this is not has little or nothing to do with Democrat or Republican. No, nothing. Uh, I you know I can't say it is a hundred percent, but I would have not turned the vitriol on like I have over Trump. I didn't like Trump before he uh, ran. I definitely don't like him since he's been president. This has nothing to do with his party affiliation. And I keep telling you, he is an opportunist. Sure. And if he thought that he could have beat Hillary Clinton in the primaries, he would have ran as a Democrat. You're better. Well, yeah, he used to be a registered Democrat. Look, even Republicans know. The funny thing is, okay, Republicans know he's not a Republican. Christians know he's not a Christian. Everybody knows he's not whatever it is they are. Uh, the wealthy, I can see, uh, I can see them going with him for the tax breaks and all that. And, of course, we're going to pay for that down the line. Make no mistake about it. Down the line, that's that's going to be... We're going to pay for all that. Uh, getting conservative judges all over the country. You know, some people go with that. And unfortunately, as we've seen over these past four years, uh, the, the racists have just come out from under the rocks. 
these horrible, horrible oh. people who have been there the whole time. But we were able to tamp them down. We were able to keep them at bay. Unfortunately, uh, Trump came in, canceled the, uh, the monthly exterminator visit, and now the roaches are crawling all over the place. So, uh, and, and they just can't get enough of them for it because they feel free now. They feel free. And uh, anybody who doesn't believe that, well, you know, believe what you're going to believe. But look at five years ago. Did we have this kind of, there's always going to be some racism. Don't, don't misunderstand me. But outside, outside of what goes on with the police, and that's a whole nother topic. But do you see all the stuff that we're seeing now? I mean, people are lining the streets and wearing shirts, you know, with things that... They have been seriously emboldened. Good word, emboldened. That's the one I was scrambling for. You know, sadly, sadly though, I think it was, I think uh, Obama did kind of bring them out of the woodwork a little bit. You know, they oh, were yeah, kind of scurrying by the, <laughs> scurrying by the, you know, the edge of the of the wood you know just kind of just waiting and once trump got uh, elected and once trump showed his disregard you know when he you know the whole thing in charlottesville Man. where oh i'm hey they're they're all fine people there's fine people on both sides fine people on both sides yeah okay yeah well they just that just leaves a taste in your mouth when you hear stuff like that and and that's why I enjoy Tic Tacs. Mm. I might have to start. I might have to start taking because you don't like it when I chew gum. No. Oh no, no. We'll have none of that. I, I had. Oh, I could my. work up a piece of gum. No, no. Honestly, I will. I, I would. Ha- I would have to turn off your microphone, or block my headphone. I can't listen to that. I truly cannot listen to that. It, it's just. Uh, it's just one of those oh, things. Oh, you should see me make bubblegum snap. I, I don't want it. Oh, baby. No. I don't even want to talk about it, John. Seriously, that's how much it it crawls under my skin. And, of course, oh. now that I say that, the more every time I tell that to somebody, guess who becomes a gum chewer? Whoever it was I told. And then I got to listen to all this crack, crack, crack. Anyway. Anyway. So. Uh, I, I go in streaks with gum. I, I do. Gum is one I of go those, streaks. One of them, I, I, I can't even talk about it because the whole okay, chili, okay. It really does give Take me the willies. Pill. It really does give Take me. Take a willies. pill. Take a deep breath. I you know, to, you're okay. I used to chew gum as a kid, but oh, it yeah, dried out and I couldn't take it. Uh, see, oh, you're you're okay, Bubby. Man, nothing gets to me like that. Nothing. Nothing puts me in that kind of yikes. Anyway, change the topic. Do something, please. Okay. You, know, you know what we need? Emergency button. Speaking of an emergency bat turn, turn, I had the weirdest dream last night. This is this is God's honest truth. So I dreamt I was dressed as Batman. In the the Adam West Batman costume. And I was with Adam West and Burt Ward. And they were both in costume as Batman and Robin. And we were on the set of the Batcave. I'm in full garb. I'm Kate Kell, tights, the whole thing. 
and they tell me, wait right here, we'll be right back. So I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I kind of see them giggling as they walk away. Somehow it became the next day, and I see the crew and all the employees coming in. And they're looking at me like, what are you doing here? And then there's, there's Adam West and Burt Ward, and they're laughing hysterically. You've been here all night? And then I started chasing them down the street, and then I... Uh, but it was the weirdest thing, because it was very distinct. It, I think this was a color one, too, uh, because I, can, I distinctly remember seeing the yellow oval on uh, on my chest, or on his chest, or and uh, uh, what's his name? Burt Ward's yellow cape. Uh, and it was just a bizarre... Led into a whole bunch of other stuff, but... It was just a bizarre. So kind let of me game. ask you very something. I, as a matter of fact, this was in a. It was in an episode of the um, animated Batman, uh-huh. where they made the mistake, or they made the statement rather, that you cannot read in your dreams. Huh. And now, I distinctly remember being able to read in my dreams. Matter of fact, I, I can tell you last night I was reading. Okay. Because another part of my dream had me in an office building. I was trying to get food in the food court, and I was looking at the menu. Come to think of it. Come to think of it, no, I was looking at the menu. No, I couldn't read it. No. Now that I think about it, I couldn't read it. It was a very short menu up on the wall. I distinctly remember. No, no, I had never thought about that before. I don't know no, if that's I've, accurate. I that sticks with me every once in a while because every most of my dreams I don't remember by the time I wake up. There's there's a few of them that stick with me. And you know, I dream in color myself, and I also can you, can read you, in my dreams. Are, are you certain you dream in color? Positive. Prove it. How am I going to prove it now? I don't have I don't have the tape recorder going in my mind right now. <laughs> One of these days, somebody's going to come up with a way to actually capture dreams, and it's going to be wouldn't wild. that be cool? That it's would be cool be as all wild. Oh my goodness! I mean, you know, I've had some, we've all had pretty wild dreams, and you know, and of course they always end too soon, and of course it always ends with you waking up. The good ones. You well, know. yeah. <laughs> oh, you only dream when you're waking up, when you're in that process. Yeah. That's where your dream state is. Uh, you don't dream while you're in deep sleep or anything like that. And uh, hello, everybody that's joining us suddenly on Periscope or Twitter. Nice to have you here. And uh, and now they're running out the door like we set, set the room on fire. Exactly. <laughs> For hey, those Jeff. of you who are in here, hey, feel free to give us a call. 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. Phone lines are open. They weren't open when we first started. Ah, they're open now. Shut up. <laughs> and there's oh, the... and, and also, he's pointing towards the other. At Taxi Stand Hour, if you happen to be on right. the Twitter. There's the phone number. There. And there's the Twitter. Oh, and, and there's the website. Oh, and that's that's John, and I'm Ed. I am so glad you pointed that out. And wait a minute, what am I doing? 
Oh, that. That's the quarantine. I, I, I don't know what you're doing. It's the taxi stand hour. Oh, for the folks on the radio, you have no clue. I'm just pointing out stuff around us and uh, on the title cards and all these fine, fine graphics that we use that mean nothing on the radio. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely not nothing. Yeah. Not a thing. But we appreciate you. We always, always, always will appreciate our radio audience, our SoundCloud audience, our audio audience, our podcast audience. Just think, just think. It was it was less than four short years ago. We could barely rub two microphones together. Now look at us. What makes you think we still? <laughs> we just. What makes you think we still have that ability, huh? Or even we just, now, we just have better microphones. That's all. Well, there, 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 therein lies the truth, I guess. Oh, hey, you know we got to get serious for just a second here. I thought because... we were serious. Um, sadly, over the weekend, we learned that, uh, Cardinals legend, uh, oh, Lou yeah. Brock had passed away yeah. Sunday afternoon at the age of 81. Yeah. Not a gray hair on his head either. Oh, I know. Right. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to say it's genetics and leave it at that. Um, yeah. 81 years old. I, you know, oh, it's. You know, you see, you see these guys from when you were kids. Again, we had Tom Seaver last. Oh, there's a fantastic video. Speaking of Tom Seaver, uh, the 1969 Mets on the Ed Sullivan Show. I saw I, that. I put it up on the website. Singing, you got to have heart from uh, damn Yankees. And it was funny to watch it because, and we'll get back to Lou Brock in a second. But I'm watching, and I knew every one of these guys because I, I was a 10-year-old fanatic Mets fan in 1969. That was, I've never been more involved in a team than I was that summer. Between that and the moon landing, it was bang. Uh, but to watch them, and some of these names I haven't heard in a long, long time. And I learned something. Buddy Harrelson's real name was Daryl. I didn't know that. <laughs> Daryl Harrelson, huh? Daryl Harrelson. Well, he was Bud Harrelson, number three in your program. Uh, okay. Uh, and, and it was just, Seaver was listed as G. Thomas Seaver. Because George, is right. actually, George was actually his first name. Thomas was his uh, his middle, middle name. name. And uh, it, cut, it cut off. I got to find the longer version, the full version of it. Because I got to imagine Gil Hodges is in there somewhere. He was the manager at the time. Uh, but it was so, I saw Wayne Garrett. My God, the redhead carrot top. Oh, my God. I hadn't heard that name in 50 years. <laughs> now, the uh, the present-day Mets yes. actually uh, paid a bit of a tribute to Tom Seaver as they all wore dirt on one of their legs. The right uh, as knee. I understand. The right Pardon me? Knee. It would be the right knee. They're if wearing, you- yeah, because uh, apparently Tom Seaver, and I oh. didn't, never realized this but his pitching he always scraped his was scraped his leg on the mound when he was uh his right throwing knee, a pitch his right knee would go into the dirt huh. and that's how extended he got having Seaver pitch i i mean watching him pitch was a delight was a delight you just you just could and again as a 10 11 year old uh, I couldn't understand what Tom Seaver's pitching. What do you mean he lost the game? That's not possible. To me, 
to me as a kid, Tom Seaver could never lose a game. He was just, you know. And, and getting back to, uh, unfortunately, I don't know as much about Lou Brock as I do about Tom Seaver, but. Uh, well, he was, you know, of course, he you know, played for the Cardinals. Yeah, he did. So, uh, you know, even living in Kansas City, you know, we heard a lot about about Lou Brock, even though he was, you know, played, you know, across the state from uh, where I live. We heard a lot about Lou Brock back then. And, you know, they'd play a lot of Cardinals games back in the day, you know, the old NBC uh, game of the week. You know, oh, were, sure. I love the game of the week. Tony Kubek. They were. Kubek. Kubek and Kurt Gowdy. Kurt Gowdy, yep. A lot of fun. Fun times back then. But yes. Uh, well, you also uh, might have been, Brock, in, in, especially in that couple of year period between the A's and the uh, and the Royals. Well, no, actually, because if unless I, my memory is going. Was that, one season. The, the, I don't think they had a gap year from the time that the the A's ro- relocated to the time that the Royals formed. I thought they left the the Royals were part of the 69 expansion and the A's left in 68. I thought they left so in 67. I, no, they left in 68. Okay. Well, then there would have been a, there would have been a year gap. There would have been a year gap without the baseball because they, they, left they were playing in Oakland in, in 68. 60, right. That's why I said they left after 67. Okay. That's, okay. That's uh well, that would that's not that bad. I mean, a year it took, uh, well, it only took New York four years to replace two teams with one. Uh-huh. But. Think, uh, you think New York could handle a third baseball team again? Absolutely. Think so? Absolutely. Uh, Brooklyn is, well, Brooklyn, uh, look, you got to remember, there you, you can take, Brooklyn used to advertise itself as the fourth largest city either in the world or in the, in the, in the U S you can take, and it was its own city for a long time. Uh, you can take any one of the boroughs. Okay. And it's going to be bigger than most cities that have professional franchises. Manhattan. I don't think that people really understand, get the gravity of just how big that entire Metroplex, if you will, then, you know, <laughs> I hate to let, use that word, but. Let, well, let me tell you what people really don't understand. Now, back in the day, before jet, jet travel and all that, before the Dodgers and the Giants moved out to California, you had 16 Major League Baseball teams, eight in each league. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the only. No, there was nobody really significantly west of the Mississippi. Uh, not significantly west. Uh, and nobody south of the Mason-Dixon line. No teams. Now, you had New York City, which had three teams. Three teams. Where Yankee Stadium is and where the polo grounds were. Okay? Separated basically just by uh, the Harlem River. You can see the polo grounds from Yankee Stadium and vice versa. And yet the whole rest of the country didn't have baseball. (laughs) And here in New York had two stadiums literally across the... I mean, 
I mean, obviously the polo grounds are gone now, but uh, it's right there. You you can't. I mean, the Ebbets Field was in Brooklyn. That's uh, that's a little further away. But I'd like to remember. I'd like to try to uh, figure out. Sure, it wouldn't be hard when find out when the Philadelphia A's moved to Kansas City. Uh, fifty. 67, 54. As I was say, before then, if memory serves, there were no teams that were not significantly. No, you I mean you still had the you still had St. Louis. St. Louis is about as far west as you would have been able to go. Right. That was that was as far west, and that's that's the uh-huh. other side of the Mississippi. But that's. Like I said, not significantly. But, but like throwing a rock, yeah. That's what that's what I mean. Uh, nothing significant. Uh, it's not like Denver or anything, you know, or anything like that. So, yeah, uh, I once did uh, for a, a college English class, speaking class. Uh, we had to do over the course of the year two demonstrations, if you will. So, I did one, you know, with charts and displays. I did one on Major League Baseball expansion. And I showed how it was very interesting. I had a map of the US and pre pre nineteen sixty one where all the teams were all kind of up there in that upper right hand corner of the country. Uh I you know, did a whole thing on expansion and relocation. And it was interesting too because at the end of it the instructor said to me you know, the class would ask questions. The instructor would ask questions. This was all part of the thing. And he said, he said to me, well, Ed, where, where do you think the next teams will be? I said, well, based on everything. And this was before, this was about a year before the expansion. I said, well, based on television markets and all that, the next two markets would be uh, Phoenix, Arizona and Tampa Bay, Florida. A year later, son of a gun. Phoenix and Tampa got their teams. I was right. Well, hot poo poo on a fiddle, on a fiddlestick. I, it was just one of those things. And uh, I remember a guy I used to work with that I shared a cab with for many, many years, Lou. He's long since gone to that big garage in the sky. I uh, was from Baltimore. And uh, he was a kid when the Orioles came to town, when the Browns came to town. And uh, he said, oh boy, you couldn't believe. Because, you know, they Baltimore had lived in the shadow of Washington for forever and ever and ever. And they never had their own team. They, you know, they, and then, then the Browns came in, of course, they became the Orioles. He said it was, they literally had a parade, literally had a parade the day they came to town. It was, uh, and again, he, he was a kid and this was just, you know, fantastic for, you know, whatever he was, nine or 10 years old. Uh, so, <sighs> boy, oh boy, it feels like we haven't done this in at least four or five days. I, yeah, done, done it though. Just kind of, just, <laughs> I was had, had all I could do to just drag my ass off the couch and, uh, uh gotta go to work. That's <laughs> what, what did I you tell, do? but that, that's what, what I tell Oliver every day. What gotta you, go to work. What were you doing Saturday morning at 9 a.m. your time? Uh, trying to sleep. Yep, yep, yep. There was a lot of that going on. Trying to sleep, but I I still wound up waking up at about ten o'clock. Couldn't sleep. Yeah. Hell, I, I didn't work today. Normally these 
these funky Monday holidays, I generally work through, even if it's just to make a couple of shekels. I, I just, I, I woke up and I told Granny Annie, I says, I just feel like I'm just going to be wasting gas and time today. So, I, and you followed your feeling. That's exactly what yeah. I was talking about at the beginning of the show with the bike. Sometimes you just got to go with your instincts. Your instincts tell you it's just not going to be. Today's not the day. Today is not the day. Yeah. So a couple of things we'll probably talk a little bit more about tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow? It looks. Yeah, tomorrow. Well, it is tech, technically it is still uh, it is still temper tantrum Tuesday. No, wait a minute. It, no. Yeah. No, it's temper tantrum. Yeah, Tuesday. tomorrow is temper tantrum Tuesday. That's right. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Yes, but uh, there's a uh, an article, and I'm surprised at how new this article was. But Lyft says it could leave California if if their drivers become employees. So apparently they that. didn't they didn't uh, initially jump on that bag bandwagon when Uber did, but. Uh, they're, they're throwing that stick out there to try to intimidate the voters. <laughs> they're whinging and crying out. Well, oh, yes. Well, it's, every, it's so funny. Everybody will, will pay, blah, blah. Who are you kidding? They, right now, look, your, your investor money is just about dried up. The banks are going to want, want nothing to do with you. You've squeezed everything you can squeeze out of your drivers, you, you've upped the commission. You keep adding, tacking on fees, this, that, and the other thing. And, uh, you know, maybe you get lucky, but at some point, those prices are going up for Lyft and Uber. Make no mistake about that, kids. It's taken a little longer than I thought it would, but make no mistake about it. If you think they're in this for your best interest as a passenger, you have not been paying attention. You, you get sucked in by all the pretty words they put out there. Oh, you know, we're a community, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> no. Well, and especially if you're a driver, if you think they've got your best interests uh, in mind, you are definitely hitting the crack pipe. Oh, yeah. And uh, I still don't understand how drivers are still with them. I truly, truly do not. You're throwing, I, I mean, I guess some guys do okay. They have their little, you know, uh, their little honey holes. They know where to be certain towns, certain places, certain times you've got your personal clients, yada, yada, yada. But overall, most of them, how are you making money? You've got to buy a car and, uh, you know, and you're going to be paying. I just talked to somebody I know that's been driving for Uber for a couple of years now. He, uh, he got lucky. His, his car that he bought specifically to use for Uber got T-boned. Car was two years old. Had 140,000 miles on it. They totaled it. He got uh, 13, basically, long story short, he got from the insurance company when everything was said and done enough for a down payment for a new car. Now, he knows full well he got lucky. He got lucky because if he would have had to ride that thing out for six years, like, you know, he'll probably do with this one if he lasts that long. That car's not worth any. I'm surprised he got the money he got, to be quite honest, with the uh, with the mileage. 
I know he wasn't BSing me. He's got no, re he's really got no reason to. And, uh, uh, now maybe it wasn't 140,000 miles because he hasn't been working a lot. He was fortunately was on the unemployment on the dole, as they yeah. say, as they say. And, uh, oh. one other thing I want to look at as well on, uh, uh tomorrow's show. And this is enough to kind of tick me off because you don't realize it sometimes. But uh, and this is across this is across the country. But uh, CNBN or CNBC story uh, states that minimum wage workers cannot afford rent in any U.S. state. I don't doubt that for a second. Now, I'd like to get into that a little bit more because there's some interesting. Uh, interesting numbers uh in that across the board and uh sure i mean i'm for i've said this before i'm fortunate the situation i'm in i have low rent even with my storage unit i'm still paying under 800 dollars a month it's not the greatest for that, department the for that palatial suite you have in the radio tfi tower well there's the one no i'm talking about my actual mailing address that the government knows about oh 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 okay <laughs> Uh, look, I, I was going to move COVID hit. So I, I put, you know, I'm, I'm willing to, and I can afford when I'm working, I can afford to spend more, but what I'm paying is ridiculously stupid low. And I'm able to, to hold on to some cash. Uh, Make sure the landlord doesn't hear you say that. Well, he knows. Look, the apartment sat empty for 10 years. He wanted it. He wanted it to be 600 a month. And my brother said, eh, make it seven. Well, <laughs> wow. Well, the electric's included too. So. Well, there you go. And that's why he said, make it, you know, make it seven. And uh, because again, he had nothing coming in. Now he's got money coming in on, on two apartments out of three. So he's, uh, believe me, he's very, very content with all of us. Uh, you know, and I, I've, you've described the apartment on several occasions to me. And to tell you the truth, uh, if I was if I was just a, a lowly single guy, which I have no want or desire to be, but if even if if I were, that would be all the apartment I would ever need. You know what? I'm telling you. Let me say this, okay? Yeah, you can say that, but you ever like to just kind of look out the window as you're walking by to the kitchen, just to kind of get a glance at the weather? Not really. Have you ever looked out a window in your house? Oh, I can't say I've never, but... Okay. I got to walk out the front door to do it. I got to go out to the street. Now, you got to understand, especially in the wintertime, I start it I started dark. I end the day when it's dark. Forget it. Forget it. Forget it. Oh, Wow. I guess it's time to say goodbye. So, oh, yeah. uh, for my friend, my confidant, Mr. Ed Van Ness, I'm John Shannon, and I got the money. See ya!
listening. Oh, I heard every word you said, honey. Yes. Yes, dear. Oh, I agree. You're right. Yeah, you're always right, baby.